Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Sh- shoulders, shoulders. That's right. You feel a lot more calm now, don't you, everybody? This is Whisper Light. Trouble sleeping? Welcome to the soothing sounds of Carl's voice. I was, of course, imitating those voice sounds, but Carl's voice would be in your ear every single night on the trail. So check it out at whisperlight.com. Hey, 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 everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who tips toes on the trail still to this day, because he's afraid of not only breaking leaves and sticks, but the wind as well. Carl mm. Mandrioli, what's going on, big man? <laughs> breaking the wind, I got that. I got, you got it? There. You got it? I got that one. Clever. It's a, it happens a lot with you. Points so. for cleverness, yeah. And with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who could solve his personally created mystery, the case of the missing sleeping pad. But who chooses not to do so? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is a mystery that could easily be solved, and you're just choosing to not solve it. We have many more uh, truthful mysteries to uh, dive into today or unpack. We think our fellow adventurers out there can actually help us solve some of these mysteries because the only mystery that's really cropped up from this show is the sleeping pad one. And oh, I've boy. had, I personally have had a ton of people mm. give feedback. Right. about what actually happened to your sleeping pad. Wow. And they all strangely say the same thing. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder well, what that is. You forgot it. I think that you've pulled them on your side with your manipulative speech, mm. and uh, that is the new narrative. So, Probably. you know, just because you repeat a lie like 50,000 times doesn't make it true. <laughs> uh, newsflash. So. All right. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure that uh, that's what happened, but <laughs> our, our themed episode today is Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Have, did you watch that show back in the 90s? Of course. Like, that was okay. a great show. Intense. It was intense, but good. It was intense. Intentionally creepy. Yeah. Can you mimic the soundtrack for us? I don't even remember the soundtrack. I couldn't even. It had this, like. Does that ring any bells? Did you practice that? That was good. I did. Wow. Does that ring any bells or no? Not at all. No, it sounds like a horror movie in a kid's show or something i don't know yeah well and and speaking of that we are gonna try to keep this family friendly at least that's my attempt on my side we'll see how derek turns out with his stories but (laughs) wow we're not talking murders we're talking mysteries that are unsolved that relate to the outdoors outdoor not murders or at least we don't think they're they're murders i don't that's not the intention here but Uh, mine's not i don't know about yours okay well yeah 
We've got three, and it actually is hard to come across three that, that don't involve some pretty dark stuff. So yeah. I guess, I don't know, mysteries tend to involve dark stuff by default, but we're going to try to have some fun with it. So Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to share our theories about, you know, each mystery. And if you can, if you know, if you, the fellow adventurer out there, can respond, and if you have some plausible theories, you know what? We're going to pass them along to the local authorities or to some TV shows that maybe have explored these mysteries and, and maybe we'll get these darn solved, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll, yeah, solve like a 50-year-old. The, the one I have is almost 100 years old, so, I mean, wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Yeah. On the show, they say perhaps you can help us solve a mystery. That's true. So. First Corinthians 4.1, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Mm. Mm. Derek, is this how you... Uh, regard yourself? Is this your identity? Uh, every time I hear the word steward, I think of Lord of the Rings, obviously, but... Mm, um, the steward of Gondor? The steward of Gondor, but... Uh, yep. Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's a partial... I think there's some truth in that. I mean, like, you're, you're not always going to know all the answers. I think it's a part of that. It's faith. So, mm. um, you know, what's... Is my responsibility, if I say I believe, is to follow by faith. Sometimes that's hard yeah. to do, so... Wow. Way more to unpack in that response, but we're not going down the road of Bible study on this save episode. It. So, save it. Yeah, we've got some good stuff regarding what the mysteries of God are referring to. But Bookmark it. On this episode, are we, we're not really stewards of the mysteries of God. I think we're stewards of the mysteries of something else. We're stewards of the mysteries of just mysteries. Of simple mysteries. Okay. Well, these aren't simple, Carl. These have not been solved for decades. Right. Let's get to so, it, my friend. I'm ready. Okay, so what we, do you got? we've got three. So I did two, you okay. did one, correct? I mean, if you're keeping score. It's sure. not a score. Uh, it's not a competition. Why don't you start us off? Okay. We got three good stories. We got three. And so the way that we're going to do this is we're just going to tell the story briefly, kind of outlining the highlights. And then at least the way that I did it was I came up with three possible solutions. These aren't mm. the only three, but these are the three possible solutions or, or mm. you know, how right. this mystery could be solved. So I'm mm. going to get your feedback. Which one you, of the three you think is correct? Or, of course, you can go with the fourth option that's not part of the list. And certainly thinking out of yeah. the box is, is right. valued here so long as it's plausible. Okay. Is that fair to say? Yeah, let's, let's try it. Okay. Let's First one is the case or cases of the Alaska Triangle. Mm. Okay. Okay. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, right? I've heard of that one, yeah. How many, how many triangles? How many triangles are there on the earth? You know, so <laughs> after digging into some mysteries, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a are lot. Are there really? Yeah. I came I know, across the yeah. Alaska Triangle. There's like a Michigan Triangle, and I, I wasn't even oh. trying to find any, so who knows? A lot of okay. triangles. Yeah, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, And apparently triangles cause stuff to happen because this is what wow. happened here. Not a All diamond, right. but a triangle. Okay, got it. The Alaska Triangle is connected between Anchorage, Juneau, and a city that used to, used to be known as Barrow. Okay. Not that everybody knows their Alaskan geography, but maybe some people do. All right, so in this Alaskan Triangle, a large number of people have gone missing without a trace every year. So on over double the typical rate in areas with similar populations, and there's been more than 16,000 souls, including airplane passengers, hikers, locals, tourists, have hmm. disappeared within the Triangle since hmm. 1988. Think about that. 16,000 okay. since 1988 yeah. in Alaska. Remote, right? That's a lot. Okay. So right. uh, it all started with a plane. That went missing in 1972, and it wasn't just any plane. Oh. It held the House Majority Leader, a guy named Hale Boggs. 
And what, what followed this missing plane was one of the nation's largest ever search and rescue missions. And for more than a month, 50 civilian planes and 40 military aircraft scoured a search grid of 32,000 square miles, and they did not find a single trace. Hmm. Okay, hmm. so they're obviously motivated, right? Right. Uh, like much of the state, the vast expanse within the Triangle's perimeter contains some of the most rugged, unforgiving wilderness in North America. So they got boreal mm-hmm. forests, craggy mountain peaks, alpine lakes, large swaths of apparent nothingness. And mm-hmm. amid this dramatic backdrop, it's hardly surprising that people go mis- missing, but the amount that go missing without a trace and right. just the percentage is what's so shocking and what makes this Triangle so mysterious. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's it. That's so I got. Okay. Uh, I guess my first before you go into your thing, my first question was I haven't looked at the. I, I gotta look at a map for the triangle. Is there a lot of? Is there any ocean that it's, you know, part of the triangle or no? Yeah. Great question. Uh, there's there's like a smidgen along the south. So if you think of like two points being kind of southern Alaska and the third point being more northern Alaska, it looks like ninety five percent, ninety eight percent is on land. Mm, yeah. Okay. Great question. Interesting, because I, I guess I'm thinking, like, if you, I mean, got lost in this triangle, it's like, I guess the thing that comes to my mind is, like, 16,000 people. Wouldn't you find, like, one body? Yeah. Like, I think, I, like I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent. There's, I think that there has been people that, that have been found, but just the sheer, oh. it's just the shocking number of people compared to right. equal populations make this just a really unusual huh. area. That is very unusual. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, people are going to go missing in the wilderness. It's just, just going to happen, right? But like, not, but we, we referenced a woman who went missing just going to the bathroom off the Appalachian Trail, and she was found years later. So, right. Um, and, yeah, not in good spirits at that point. Um, <laughs> and so it's just going to happen. It's, it's just the sad part of things, and that's why, you know, we talk about safety devices like, like the Zoli we brought right. up that before. Right. So, all right. But this is just yeah. seems to be spiking unusually in right. terms of number of missing folks and anyway and we're talking we're talking like hikers planes right everything um what, what else do we have what kind of other traveling in there it's not, I don't imagine it's they just said tourists locals so people that might even know the area like native yeah okay and there was like part of the tribe and whatnot were in there part of the tribe would you say tribe clan something like that okay just the locals they could be part the of the okay urban zones are, nearby because those are, those are pretty big cities there so and that's interesting too if they know the area really well yeah too. okay well, i don't i don't right, what do i you, don't know everybody's story but we'll find out there are some home we'll bodies that don't know their local area very well right that's i guess that's i mean when you're training true. by walking inside breaking your shoes in inside your house i mean mm, really outside mm. of costco how well do you know your area I mean, it's probably as well as you know, sampling a backpack in the store. So, <laughs> I—that's a good point. That's a good point. So, touche. Uh, well, what do you what do you got? I mean, how what what are your what are the theories we got? So, I got A, B, C. Ready? All right. Okay. So, A. A is that strange weather patterns combined with shifting glacial ice cause dangerous environments that can swallow up anybody and anything, including planes. So it's just simply the environment and the weather just mm. are working together in ways to conceal things from sight, essentially. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, option B, a CIA operation is kidnapping all types of people to run experiments. Ooh. Okay. C is going is, is the outside-the-box one. This one has been associated with multiple triangles. So, so this is not mm. my theory, just to clarify. Stick with me. Okay. Okay. Energy lasers 
from the lost continent of Atlantis are taking people and planes out. Atlantis. That's yeah. like on the other side of the earth, just to be clear. What do you mean on the other side of the earth? Well, they did an Atlantis uh, documentary with James Cameron. I don't know if you saw this. And, it's, you know, we're talking like the lasers are got to go pretty far, right? Is that what we're talking about? Where, or, or where, do you like, think, where do you think Atlantis is, Derek? Well, it, well, where do you think it is? Because I have I'm have not a, sure it exists. They have a, well, no, no. They found a lot of – well, I'm not going to get into the Atlantis thing. We, maybe we do an episode on Atlantis. No, I want you to get into the Atlantis thing. Tell me, tell me what you think. What do you believe? Go. Well, I, first of all, before I get into the Atlantis thing, we're saying Atlantis was near like some Mediterranean area, mm-hmm. and we're saying that this is over in Alaska. So you're saying lasers are going across and grabbing or taking people? Is that what it was? I'm just saying that perhaps Atlantis, that people that would believe this scenario believe that Atlantis is not in the Mediterranean. It is more oh. in the Bering Sea Got slash it. Pacific Ocean. Yeah, Atlanta in the freezing cold. The do you know why sense. you think it's in the Mediterranean Sea or near there? Do you know why you think that? I know why. Why do you think? Yeah, I know. I know the, the history behind this please, because please. I teach this in class. Please. Is that Plato, uh-huh. Greek philosopher, okay. happened to mention it one time in uh-huh. all his writings, and that's the only historical reference to it, and now people believe it's a thing. Uh, well, I, I'm not saying it's a thing. I mean, it's probably uh, – okay. is it, is it, more, like is it more real than Bigfoot? Or is it uh, less real? Sounds like you think it's a thing. That I think it's a thing? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, what's more plausible? Uh, that Atlantis was a lost continent or that energy lasers could shoot from somewhere, anywhere, to take out all these people in planes? <sighs> energy lasers. <laughs> I'm just, quoting this. This is a direct quote from my research. I don't even know how to respond to that. I guess I guess energy lasers seems more plausible. Um, but it seems like they're <laughs> wrapping around. You're saying these... I don't know. It depends where you think... Atlantis is, I guess, right? I mean, it okay. really depends what it is. So, yeah, you, you, I'm going to give you a plus at dodging the question about tell us about Atlantis. Yeah, I'm not going down that rabbit hole with you, especially because <laughs> I know I'll get ripped up. Uh, anyway, okay. So what? So A, B, C, or do you have a, a fourth thought? Here? I guess I'm thinking like, uh, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I see, I could see like the the swirling winds. Like, I don't know the weather up there, right? So, could these winds like effectively like you know, maybe you get lost in the triangle, but maybe the weather right. is so, I don't know, intense or whatever. I don't know. What would the problem, like if you're flying in or whatever, I could see, could could the winds like blow you out of the triangle? Maybe if I'm looking in the triangle, I'm never going to find you because mm. you blew out of the triangle. They did a pretty big search for that congressman. So okay. but, I, don't, I don't know that they were like, we got to stick to the triangle because this triangle wasn't okay, a thing yet. Okay. And then, but if you're, but if you're hiking, it's like, mm, I don't, I don't really see that being a thing, you know? Okay. Well, though, yeah, though it wouldn't be like you're blown out by wind hiking. You would just right. simply, you right. know, have to take cover, or the wind might blow you into a crevasse or something like that. Who knows? I mean, maybe there's fall. maybe you there's... just fall and they swallow it up in ice. Yeah, maybe the earth opens up and maybe there's like a you know monster down there. I don't know. Okay. So I think the fourth. Wait, I... so that's is that letter D? The earth opens up and there's a monster down there, like the Sarlacc from Star Wars. Maybe Sasquatch okay. really. Maybe Sasquatch lives out there. You're not taking you know, this seriously, Derek. Which one of these is correct? Uh, you and you really and CIA is a legit answer. That one I made up. Yeah, that's terrible. But that's my plausible like. That's terrible. Could this really be a thing? The CIA yeah. is going to waste their time up there. If you're trying to confiscate and kidnap people, you could just blame it on a triangle. It seems like you get away with it, right? Yeah, but why go all the way up there? I mean, why uh, not go because nobody's going to see you run all those experiments up there. It's going to be pretty remote. Uh, I mean, you got Area 51. Let's do it there. You know? Yeah. What do you, Okay, fair enough. Reopen it. Yeah. Um, I, which one? I don't think I'd pick any of those. So, what's um, your answer then? 
you are defeating yourself at this. No, I'm not defeating myself. I, I don't know. If <laughs> lasers seems absurd. CAA is clearly you're doing. Uh, the swirly winds theory. Ooh, how do you justify that for people on the ground? Um, I, I'm going to give you another A plus for drawing this out as long as possible. You know what? I don't know. I, I think my answer would be something to the effect of like, how do you, how do you explain that? That's a good one. Maybe there's just some uh, underground like cave system that people are falling into and nobody okay. knows where it is and they're they're just Sounds getting lost. There you pretty go. Pretty similar to letter A, not exactly the same, but pretty similar. Just completely right. the opposite because one's underground in. cave system is Derek's answer for the first underground one. <laughs> caves. And maybe the planes, you know, fell in that smidgen of ocean. You know, who knows? Okay, we know enough. Seems more plausible than uh, I. Th yeah, CIA. we have to go back to the, the last known area that it was in and see if it was near land or near ocean or whatever but i think it, okay. most of the triangle is pretty well inland so all right That's that we spent enough time on that one what's your first case so mine is called the uh i, I like to call it the alaskan ghost ship and Whoa. yeah alaska again. another okay. alaska but it's not in your triangle this is what's so interesting okay. so it's not in your triangle um so it's this isn't this is in september of 1931 uh there's a cargo vessel called the bay chimo and okay. it's like a they, they they move like furs and pelts and stuff across you know the ocean to mm. sell and blah blah blah. So the so these guys are on the big cargo vessel and in September and they um, they get stuck in a, in some ice. And so normally the crew would stay on the boat, but but the boat was kind of old. It didn't have a lot of heating capabilities. So they're like, you know what? There's a village about a kilometer away from the ship. Let's just stay here. We'll come back after a few days. We'll try to get this thing out of the out of the ice. So they they went right. back after a few days, um, and it got stuck deeper in the ice. So it got restuck in the ice, and then um, the crew like goes back to the town. They stay there until no late November. They're there, so they're there a while, a few months. Then the crew goes back, and they're like, "Let's go try and get this thing out again." Just so, just to clarify, so they, so they couldn't get it out in September. So they thought maybe by November it'll be less icy which makes no sense which makes no sense right so they they had loosened it up and then i think it drifted and then they they and then it got stuck again so they loosened it it drifts they get stuck again and they're like you know what so they get a bunch of valuables off but they don't stay on the boat they go back to the town they stay there till november and then they're like all right there was a big blizzard after the blizzard they're like let's go see where the boat is right. let's get the boat so they go back to the location the boat is completely gone. So it was stuck in September and somehow loose, like it's now no longer there in a colder month, correct? Well, you, yeah, and you think it would stay there, right? You think it would be like more lodged. Okay, so so after this blizzard, uh, the boat vanishes, right? But then there's sightings for like years and years, like nine years afterwards. The first one was from this Anuk hunter. I'm not going to go through all the sightings, but the first one was this this hunter guy from the region. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it like 75 kilometers away. So they go look, mm. but they don't see it. And so over the years, I think, I think, I believe 1969 was the last sighting of the boat. And so nobody's ever seen it. Well, people say they've seen it, but uh, it's never been. When they say they you know, see it, do they see people on it? Nobody's saying they see people. People say like, oh, I saw the sighting of the okay. boat. Or, hey, I saw it, it said Beachy Mill on the side. Right. Or, you know, there, there's always like it's you know, from a distance. If you can read the name, you can probably see if there's people on it. Yeah, but nobody's like, you know, let me go over there and like reel it in right. and get to the thing. Okay, I want to know how big the boat is. Like, could the boat? Two hundred. I think it was like two hundred thirty-two feet. 
Uh, that's pretty significant. Could a small plane land on the boat? Could this be where all those folks from the Alaska no. Triangle? Oh my gosh. You're so <laughs> I don't even know if a helicopter could land on this thing. Maybe, probably. Be all right. That's a significant no, boat to dig out of the ice, though. All right, it sounds like a lot of effort there. It's a beast. Yeah. It's a it's a full on beast. All right, so the, so, so the, the mystery is how did it get out of the ice and what's it doing floating mm. around? Is that the question? <laughs> People think they've seen it floating around for over like 40, 50 gotcha. years after. Yeah. So, any, do you have any, you want me to go through these uh, theories I have or do you got any questions? Like, I don't, I'm trying to come up with my own ideas here. I don't, I'm, I'm stumped. Okay. What you got? Okay. So, I, I, okay. My, my ideas were maybe one theory is like it broke out again and drifted away okay. and then sank somewhere else. That's not very, that's not a very interesting theory, but it, it's plausible. It's not, but like, you know, it's stuck in the ice. But my, my other theory is, is, uh, Titanic theory, I call it, <laughs> where like it's it's stuck in the ice. And remember, this boat was so old that they said it wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't want to stay on it, didn't have heating, heating capabilities, right. just an old boat. So my theory was like it's so stuck in the ice, maybe in that blizzard, the, the two months that they were not around it, maybe the ice got through the ship and just sunk it right there, and then you're never going to, you know, just mm. sunk right there because it was so old. And then you're never going to know because there's so much ice and it's, it's so deep and all that stuff. So Wouldn't you see like wreckage or like crumbled wood or something like that there? Shards? Crumbled wood? It's a steel yeah. cargo boat. But is I don't know what it looks like. You didn't say that. It's steel? Cargo? Okay. Cargo boats are not. Yeah, wood. I'm not an expert on cargo boats. I apologize. I need you to look in the ocean or watch. Um, <laughs> I don't even live by the ocean. <laughs> what's that What's that movie with Tom Hanks on the island? You know, what's that one? Castaway. Okay. Why don't you watch that? There's some cargo I'll watch boats that. on that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, and then there's obviously the other one, which is the abominable snowman theory, where he oh, came boy. and jumped on it and took it away. And <laughs> he jumped on it, jumped on it, and drove then it, took away. it away. And that's that's uh, that's legit. So okay. that makes the most sense to me. But this seems like a very irrelevant cargo ship. So for people to be like, I saw that. There's, I don't see their motivation for saying they saw the ghost ship when it wasn't real unless this became kind of one of the local legends or something like that so i believe that it somehow it got dislodged i'm just curious how it got dislodged mm. i wonder if there's like a you know a horde of alaskan teenagers that are playing a big prank and they're like let's just see if we can get this thing out and get it a out a horde to of alaskan teenagers okay so there was okay i i yeah. i did i was incorrect there was a sighting where um some people actually boarded the boat and they say they were trapped on the ship for 10 days due to a freak storm. So now my question to mm. that is like, um, these are Alaskan natives. Alaskan natives said this. Yeah. So did you just, how did you get off the boat and where did you go? Like, did you have like a lifeboat nearby? Like what what happened? Yeah. Let's be honest, Eric. If you were a better podcaster, you would have reached out to these Alaskan natives and we could have well, them on the show. Maybe we, need a full, maybe we need to have the Patreon people send us to Alaska. We'll go interview the town. <laughs> As proper journalists, you, know, you can go to the Triangle. I'll go to the uh, wherever this is. And we'll, we'll get to yeah. the bottom. We'll just, we'll just bounce around this this small piece of land that is known as Alaska. We could solve two <laughs> mysteries in a week. Okay, well, we're trying to solve them right now. I don't, and you're you got to keep your eye on the prize right. here. What's your theory? My theory is letter D <laughs> that that there was some sort of a prank with folks that dislodged it unbeknownst mm. to the sailors and then never claimed ownership because they didn't think it would actually float all the way out to sea, and behold, mm. it did. So you, you're saying random Inuk hunting Alaskan teenagers banded together with some, what, sticks and stuff, and then, like, dislodged a giant 200, 
I don't know how to dislodge a ship. I don't even know what the ship's made out of, apparently, so... Just 232-foot vessel okay. of steel. When you yeah. don't okay. give all the details until after I give my theory... It's a cargo ship! Yeah. We all... The fact that you think a cargo ship is made of wood... I can't even... You should automatically fail all trivia <laughs> if you think a cargo ship is I know made what a cargo ship looks like nowadays. I don't know what one looks like from the 1930s. Let, let, me, let me just clarify for you. The Titanic was built in the 20s. Okay. Or no, before that. It was before Which, that. Uh, sorry, before yeah. that. 1912. It was 1912. And, 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 that's, and you're saying the Titanic was a cargo ship. No, the Titanic was made of steel, though, right? I mean, this is built later. It's hauling stuff across Wasn't international. Wasn't Rose, line. like, on a piece of wood in the what was, what was on the inside of the uh, Titanic, you know? Wood tables? I don't wood, wood things. binge watch 1990s movies like you do. She was first class, okay? She had okay. She had <laughs> dining room tables in her suite, okay? She was so first class. You think that okay. she was so, saved by a dining room table? <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Because <laughs> that could definitely fit more than one person. That's how she got up. That's it. We solved it. <laughs> Okay, um, so what did you say? <laughs> so I gave stupid. you my theory. What's yours? <laughs> I, I think it was, I mean, I, I think it's okay. number two. I think it was in the ice for so long that the ice, eventually, like, the pressure around the boat mm. from the ice got to be too much, and it penetrated the, the uh, hole and crumbled it just it. Okay. right there. Yeah, that's, that's probably my third or fourth choice, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, but they could, they could solve that. They could just send some divers down or send... You know, some sort of a water machine. Yeah, yeah, let's send some divers down. Out. There's no tide that moves. I'm not going to get sucked into your argument here. Has the Titanic moved at all down there? Has it moved at all? I, I don't do research on the Titanic. I don't care exactly. about the Titanic. You don't know. You don't care about the Titanic? From 100 years ago, I do not. That's like saying you don't care about people in history. That's <laughs> terrible. Fun fact about the Titanic, a dog uh, swam in the water for three hours. Yeah. And uh, the lifeboat that it was next to, uh, which I don't know why they wouldn't let him on the lifeboat, but the lifeboat it was next to, they were so cold they couldn't yell out for the uh, Carth- Carpathia, okay. the boat that saved him. Yeah. So the dog barked from the water, saved everybody. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. You're welcome. The last one, last case, I think is the best one. Oh, boy. Best for last. It's called The Case of What Really Happened to the Titanic. Just kidding. It's oh, called geez. The Case of Stephen <laughs> Kubacki. Stephen Kubacki. Now, this is somebody who actually is still alive today and who refuses to be interviewed. And so, oh, even if we wanted to have this person on our show, he would not. And you're saying Kubacki correctly? Isn't that Kubacki? I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. Okay. That's what Kabuki? I'm calling it. Okay. Okay. So, this one I find very interesting. Oh. Stephen, so this is back in the 1970s. I think this is like 1978. Stephen was a college student and he went on a, a solo cross country ski adventure. I think it was like a one or two day trip. Mm, Alaska? This was in a Michigan. Thanks for asking. Okay. Yeah. And he did not return. Okay. That's it. That's it. He didn't come back. That's it. What happened? Just kidding. Uh, The case case first began when some snowmobilers found an abandoned backpack and skis, and Mm. this launched a manhunt that um, found some clues, but did not find Steven. So what Mm. they found were tracks going to the middle of a frozen lake that ended abruptly okay and so they just right out in the middle didn't didn't end up crossing the lake the lake's frozen but authorities assume that he broke through the lake broke through the ice and drowned um Mm. though the tracks would not have been as clearly displayed if this were the case in my opinion all right so he goes missing 
without a trace. The parents hire a private investigator that turns up nothing. And so as mm. a result, Stephen is presumed dead at this time. Okay? Right. Okay. All right. 14 and a half months later. Yeah. Kubaki wakes up in a field in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Hmm. He has no memory of the previous 14 months and huh. was surprised at the date when he saw a newspaper. Huh. He later tells reporters that he was wearing clothes that he didn't recognize, had a backpack filled with maps and hitchhiking signs, new glasses, and new shoes. Very strange. Okay, so he has no idea where he was, and they had a private investigator, they had a big manhunt, turned up nothing. Wow. And then he appears later, 14 and a half months later. Hmm. Okay, so what, what questions do you have? Um, wow, where to begin? Aliens? Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess, uh, let's go over the tracks. You said the tracks leading to the middle of the lake. One-way tracks. One-way tracks. Now, I guess my question is, like, I'm thinking of a frozen lake. Um, how, I guess, like, if he had, there had to be some snow or something on the... Right, on, like that's a, what the tracks were right? on the snow. So... The tracks go out to the lake, is, and then the tracks were just there still when they came back to look at yeah. the situation. Correct. Like they hadn't been snowed over. That's interesting. Well, they found, the, they found the tracks relatively recently after he went missing. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a strange one. That's yeah. a really strange one, I got to say. I don't, I'm don't. i trying to figure out who, like either somebody seems like to, would have had to like kidnap him somehow and like drag him somewhere for a while and then throw mm-hmm. him in Massachusetts or you say maybe throw him in Massachusetts, <laughs> dump him in a field in Massachusetts <laughs> or, or is this guy a little, is he all there? Does he seem like he's all there when people interview him? Um, I mean, he, yeah, he refuses to be interviewed recently, but at the time, yeah, everything seemed plausible time, though, to him yeah. and um, yeah, he seemed legit and he's been, he's since been, he's an author. He, I think he's like a professor of psychology and so he, okay. he's, so he's lived a, a normal guy. life since then. I think he lives in the Pacific Northwest now. Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. What, what kind of theories do we have about this? Okay. So here are the ones that I came up with. Um, I came up with two of the three. All right. Okay. A, this is a hoax that he's a hoaxer mm-hmm. and he fooled people and you know somehow maybe he made the tracks out to the middle of the lake and somehow backtracked in them perfectly so it didn't appear that he did that and then he decided to go live his life somewhere else because there weren't cameras as much back then there wasn't the internet back then so it was easy to kind of disappear for a year so to speak right okay, okay. so it's simply a hoax uh okay. second option is that he has amnesia from a traumatic mm. event such as a kidnapping, like you mentioned, right. and perhaps the props that were left with him were, were meant to confuse everyone, including Stephen, because who knows uh. what they go with. Huh. Right? Okay. Maybe it's just meant to, I don't know, just throw right. everybody off. Right. Okay. Third theory. Yeah. He went to the middle of the lake, and in that spot, there was some sort of a time portal or earthly <laughs> black hole. <laughs> so, so, there was no water under it. It was a portal. Okay, so, so of the three, which one did I not make up, do you think? Uh, which one did you not make up? Yeah. The hoax. The, the hoax has yeah. to be one of them. Yeah. The one, the pre-existing theory was the black hole one. <laughs> oh, man. That's so uh, this This, this, this was actually this story was actually featured on one of the episodes of Ancient Aliens. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. I think you can discount like he got kidnapped because 
to me, it's like if they got, like you said, they got there pretty quickly, and they're finding they're finding out the tracks. Like there, right. there would be other tracks, right? I mean, you can't right. really hide two sets of tracks; it would be kind of hard. Yeah. Um, and then what are you like dragging them out like miles? It seems like absurd. Right. So I mean, it's hard to not lean toward the hoax. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, is like if you wanted to be on your own, like did he do this? And then he's like, I want to be on my own. I want to be away from everybody. And then he did it for like a year, and then he's like, you know, over a year, like that's a significant fourteen months, time. right? Yeah, he's like, eh, I'm over it. Let's right. let's have a reveal party. I'll reveal myself, but like in a random field of Mass. Like, did he go to Massachusetts in a field, change all of his clothes and all this stuff, lay down, and then like what, like wait for the farmer to come by, or like what? Uh, what he happened? said he woke up, and then he, I think. The missing piece of that story is like he went to a nearby town where he happened to have like a distant relative, and then they were able to kind of get him back oh, home eventually. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, but why even do the whole field thing if you're just going to walk to the town? So well, you're we saying you think it's a hoax, and now you're saying that that part doesn't make sense if it's a hoax. But, well, I'm saying like, I mean, it's just, I guess, added drama for the story. Yeah, maybe but, exactly. Yeah, I'd have to go. It just seems too weird. It seems okay. like too hoaxy. Yeah. You know? Are Fair you enough. going uh, with the time the time jump thing yeah. or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I, I like the thought that the time portal could be a thing. And they talked about, yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that, that there's that they have different, whatever you want to call them, wormholes, black holes, earthly, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, with no memory, just went and just landed in a field. And I'm not sure what happened with clothes. Now his relative here's here's to me like where the gap is like you said his relative happened to be nearby in Massachusetts. Yeah, this, I didn't feel like that part of the story was critical, so I might be misquoting that. But yeah, distant uh, relative was in a town nearby. I think it was in a town nearby. It wasn't in like the, the closest town. Oh, okay, but still convenient. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. So if you or anybody you know has more information about any of these mysteries and wants to help us solve them, this could. Be your day so please reach out to us and we will be the middlemen for we'll, making this we'll fly to alaska we will go to massachusetts that's the opposite of middleman you just want to be that you want to be at the forefront i want to go to the forefront. i want to go to steve kabuki's or kabaki or whatever kabaki yeah i want to go track this guy down and you know he's i kind of like, i want to talk to him too you know yeah. just between you and me steven or, he's or like he's like or? the he's like the bob lazar you know bob lazar's like the yeah. area 51 guy this guy yeah could be sounds the, like you watch ancient aliens are you a binge watcher that show no i'm not uh it's fun know. though i think i've seen not, an episode or two not sure i believe you in that one okay so <laughs> I, don't, I don't binge watch it <laughs> <laughs> i watched bob lazar that was really interesting but all, right. I, all this stuff is fascinating it's it's kind of fun to think about yeah kind of fun to think about okay so we got unsolved trivia coming up right after this. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24/7. With super fast shipping, MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. 
And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Unsolved trivia. Uh, neither of us have lost trivia yet. so it's, I have a feeling I'm going to lose this one because it's going to be so random. Well, here's I'm going to tell you straight up that I've got two multiple choice and one true false. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. But, warning, uh-huh. one of the questions is about a national park. So oh, there's geez. that. And I'm that's so number one. Which national park is the most dangerous? A, Mount Rainier, B, Yosemite, C, Red River Gorge. As far as, far as like deaths? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? I'm trying to keep it like not uh, scary for all the listeners uh, out there, but yes. The poor children out there right. are just shocked. Uh, we have, we have, okay, Sam, we have Yellowstone. We have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yosemite? What was the other uh, one? Mount Rainier, Yosemite, Red River Gorge. Like, can we come back to this one? <laughs> <laughs> I want to think about it. What's uh, the compatible? We've never done this in trivia, but sure, we'll come back to that one. All right, number two. Come Which back. of the following is not true about the Unsolved Mysteries TV show? Okay. okay. Not not true. Not Go true. Ahead. A, it was recently rebooted on Netflix. Mm. B, Robert Stack was the host with the creepy voice. Jeez. C, the show actually solved just 15 of its mysteries. Which is not true. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bite. I'll say 15. Okay, uh, yeah. They actually ended up solving over 260 yeah. mysteries. Nice. So, yeah, that, that would, yeah, they solved a lot. They did. They I was going to say, that. it seemed like yeah. they did way more than that. The reboot on Netflix, not nearly as good, just FYI. So. Okay. Right. Okay, uh, number three, true or false. Okay. Unsolved mysteries made me afraid of dark hallways after I watched the show as a kid. <laughs> like, I gotta go to bed. I've just watched the show. I go upstairs. There's a dark hallway. There could be somebody lurking there now. Uh, yes, and, I, and if you say no, you're lying. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Okay, so you're gonna go with yes. You were afraid of the you dark. Are, is, that, is yes your final answer? That you were afraid of the dark after watching the show? Yeah. Yeah, that's my okay. final answer. All right, uh, fellow adventurers, we got. I got to get a judge on this one because Derek, um, over the various seasons, has a really hard time with following directions with the true false stuff. He can't say true or false. He has to say true. Yes or no, true. You were afraid. Do we give it to him? Do true. You were afraid. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll be nice this time. But this is your last warning, Derek. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Laying it on. Yeah. Laying it on. All right. You've already passed trivia. There's no risk on the national park one. Which one's most dangerous? Just tell me. Uh, I'm gonna say Red River. Okay. Oh, I knew I should have put a little asterisk next to that one. All right. I was going to say, like, minus two points if you guessed the one on this list that was not actually a national park. And, of course, of course you did. So, mm-hmm. Red River Gorge not a national park. Oh, uh, it's... Yeah. Yosemite's, like, number two, though. So, is it Rainier? I don't think Yosemite's in the top ten. Mount Rainier, a lot of mountain climbers. It's got to be Rainier, then. Yeah, die. It's not Yosemite. Okay. Yeah, Mount that Rainier, Really? So. Rainier's the most... Yeah. Top that one. seems so weird. Top one, yeah. All right. Well, still pass. That's fine. You did pass. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah so well done. I think well I didn't word the second one well enough. I thought I could get you on that one, but I think my wording was mm. bad. 
So, or you're I just smart. Gu- one of the I was two. guessing that one. All right. <laughs> it, didn't seem, it didn't seem right. Uh, mm. I got a couple tidbits. All right. So we actually got two Patreon supporters recently. Ooh, nice. Thank yeah. You. So uh, Kate from Kansas is hey. supporting us. Thank you so much, Kate. We really appreciate it. Kate the Great. Yeah, she made the comment that she's she likes our show, and one of the factors in choosing to listen to our show was that she's happy we don't focus on through hiking. So Ugh. thank we, you, Kate. We, okay, I know why. Are you, I'm gonna, a lot of people keep through hike out there. You're, but we don't offending. focus on it. I, I, we don't mind talking about it. We do typically like one episode a season that has to do with it doesn't not specific to through hiking, but hiking longer and that's fine. or long trails. But focusing yeah. on it, that would be that'd be tough. Yeah, and you know it. Well, there's right. a lot to do, so that's why. So well, anyway, we appreciate it, Kate. There, it's funny though because I think she supported us right after we released the episode with Jesse, who had just completed his through hike mm. of the Great Divide Trail. Well, she she and so, but that was that was more on just kind right. of what we learned from the hike, not that. We're trying to get yeah. people to do that trail. So, uh, and then Deanna is supporting us as well. And I reached out to Deanna, and at the time of this recording, did not hear back. So I want to know where you're from and give give us your backpacking story, Deanna. So Deanna, Deanna, let's go. Wake it up, girl. Come on. So anyway, so thank, thank you, you guys. thank That's you, ladies. Really, really awesome. appreciate that. We and you know what? It had been forever since we got some reviews, and we got two reviews recently. Positive reviews. This time where we got a negative one. Not not you know like a few months ago. So yeah. we got one called Longtime Listener, First Time Reviewer. Thank you. Says Ooh, that they've been listening since time. season one, which is amazing because I don't know that how many people have like found a season one and are actually still with us. I'm not sure. Longtime Listener said, had a question, enjoys our show, but says, but Carl, do you think you could ease up on Derek a bit? Boom. Whoa. Look. Do I need to ease up on you? What's the name of the guy? Did we have a name? We don't have a name? We don't know if it's a guy. It's, it's Jergs0341. Jergs. Let me tell you something, Jergs. Uh, I'm in agreement with you, uh, but... Really? Well, you know, I think it just... It, you really have to understand it, it just stems from Carl's insecurity. And that's, that's you know, so I'm... Well, that's been well documented. Yeah, and I think it's... For me, it's just water off a duck's back. Like, he does this to make himself <laughs> feel better, make me look dumb. I'm I'm the comedy of the show, so I'm going to I'm gonna do dumb things on purpose a lot of the time. No, you're not. And no, you're going to pretend not. like they're not on purpose. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, that's, why they, that's why they pay me the big bucks. So. Okay. Like I, we really appreciate you listening, and we really appreciate the short answer. No, short answer. I no, cannot. Can't. I mean, I get so many comments that people feel like I don't, like I miss things. There's there's times when Derek says something, and they oh, we both miss things. They yeah, you miss things too. But there's times that they they anticipate that I'm gonna catch it and I'm gonna point it out, and then I miss it, and then they challenge. You know, they just they just challenge me on that, and so I feel like if anything, I'm even going too easy on you, right? Uh, no, not right. That's incorrect. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I think we're. There's definitely times I re re listen to an episode. I'm like, why didn't I call you out? So it goes. Both I know, ways. I know. I throw you softballs all the time, don't I? Yeah, I don't really bite on your garbage though. Sometimes, so. Okay. Uh, Derek and Good I comment. do not. Just to clarify, Derek and I do not offend each other whatsoever. Everything no. we say, making fun of each other, we do so in love, and we have a very tight relationship. We like to tease each other, and that's for sure, how it's we are, part of so. the fun. But thank you for the feedback. We also got another one from uh, Hoosier Hiker three eleven. And yeah, helps me scratch the adventure itch each week when I'm trapped in civilization. I Ooh. know the feeling of being trapped in civilization. Yeah. So thank you, Hoosier Hiker. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate it. Uh, both of you folks, awesome. you don't mind reaching out. We got something coming from the uh, random gearbox coming your yeah, way. Yeah. So just nice. Let us know your address. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. And that is all I got. That's all I got. Um, guys, it's always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, random mystery episode. It's a mystery on why I still do this with Carl, because I love him anyway. Well, guys, we'll see you next time. Take care. I want to So yeah, there's there's a little mystery uh, that's never been solved. I mean, we've talked about the sleeping mat, we've talked about the shoulders, we've talked about Carl's fear of everything in life. Uh, I mean, there's there's just a lot of mysteries out there. One of the biggest mysteries, though, is is why, you know, why is Carl allowed to be, uh, you know, doing these podcasts? Like, how has he not been flagged by now? You know, how has he not gotten in trouble by now? To me, that's a mystery in itself. And then somebody told me, you know what, Derek? It's because you're here and you soften the blow. And that's what I'm here for, guys. I soften the blow that Carl creates every week. So I love you guys, and I hope you love me. I'll talk to you soon. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.